everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Rachel Unpack Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Medina. Don't forget to go to my website, rachelmedina.com, to gain access to the CEO community. Trust me, you are going to want to be a part of this community. If you're a woman who is looking to build any kind of hustle or income or business from home, we got you covered in that community. You're going to have access to real life um, you know, members of the team that can answer any questions that you might have if you're stuck along the way. There'll be education, there'll be resources, tools, worksheets, videos, you name it. If you are looking to build a side hustle and want to feel like you're part of a team, that you have a support system, we are it. Uh, CEO is that community. It is like an extension of your team that you know, you only have to pay a minor, minor uh, monthly membership fee to be a part of. Uh, we wanted to make sure that there was not a huge barrier to entry into this community, like so many other communities charging $199 and sometimes two, $300 a month. We knew that um, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to gain, um, give as many women, aspiring women to have access to the community, but also there's bills to pay, right? Um, and and things like that. So we have to charge a fee. But the amount of value that you're going to get out of becoming part of this community is just incredible. And um, the number of women that I have coached already throughout the last several years have come forward. We've done videos of them. So you should be able to go to rachelmedita.com and even start to see some of those video testimonials from these amazing women who have done things like go from, you know, just being a mom at home with all the kids to like a book publisher and just so many other stories that have just been absolutely amazing. And the point of the community is to basically bring like-minded women together because so often as we're in pursuit of our happiness and of our dreams and of our hustle, um, it's difficult to look around our communities or to look around our workspace, you know, um, if you're working for someone else right now, or even our friends group and find like-minded women that are in that hustle mode. And so the CEO community provides that that for you. It is, it is a community of like-minded, hustle-minded, wealth-minded women who are willing to roll up their sleeves and do the work, but also want to be smart about it and want to learn um, quickly and want to learn from other people's mistakes. Because look, at the end of the day, it's not just, you know, we don't just learn from the how, how, how to do things. We learn from how not to do things. And I've talked about in previous episodes that oftentimes our parents, you know, they feel guilty over the years because, you know, they made so many mistakes. But but the truth is, is probably the most valuable thing we ever got to see growing up is their mistakes because it helped us avoid those same mistakes and those pitfalls. Well, the same is true in business. Um, so I often share stories of the mistakes that I have made um, on this journey because I've made them all. I've made plenty of mistakes and I come forth, you know, via the Rachel Unpacked podcast and my social media, which by the way is Rachel Medina 101. If you want to follow along on TikTok, especially, um, or Instagram, there I am, Rachel Medina 101. Um, I share some of these things and it is important so that, you know, you can go into the world and into the business sector for yourself and realize, okay, she said, you know, when she made her first seven figures, these are the eight things she did wrong or whatever. And uh, that way you can make sure not to do those same things. So anyways, CEO community is the way to go um, to access it quickly and easily. You can go head on over to the rachelmedina.com website and you will find it from there. Also, again, follow me on social media at Rachel Medina 101 and I will be dropping lots of access points to the community so that you can click and join. Okay, this episode, what is it about? It is about my lovely and dear friend and mentor, Jeff Walt. I am dedicating this episode to Jeff. Um, 
because I recently attended his memorial. He actually passed away uh, about six months ago and it took the family, because of COVID and just other things, it took them some time to sort of coordinate this effort to memorialize this man and create a celebration of life because let's just face it, if you Google him, Jeff Wald, it seems big. It is big, but it's even bigger than whatever Wikipedia or anything IMD or anyone on there is um, saying about him. He was a larger than life person and he um, amplified so many of our different thoughts and dreams and mindsets. Um, and the reason I wanted to, ded to dedicate this episode to him, not only because he was my friend and he was my a mentor of sorts and he was like a family he, he was like a member of my family and, I, and interestingly enough made me feel like a member of his family and as does you know his daughter Sarah and his wife Deborah till this day um oh my gosh make us me and my son and, and even my mom you know feel totally loved by them so what did I learn from Jeff Walton said you are not going to want to step away from this episode because the lessons that this man shared um, on his journey to doing so many things in Hollywood. So we're talking about an individual who was born and raised in 1944 in the Bronx of New York, um, didn't necessarily come from poverty or money. His father was a doctor. Everybody in his family was, were doctors. You would think, well, Rachel, it sounds like they're rich. It is New York. New York's very expensive. Um, and obviously they wanted him to maybe follow in the footsteps steps of the family, you know, to, to be doctors, and he just didn't want to. Um, it's funny, in, in the memorial, there was a statement, a quote from him that basically said that his mother would refer to him as, you know, that one, um, because it was like his brother was going to be a doctor, and everybody was going to do these wonderful things, and then there was that one. <laughs> and I will tell you, many of us entrepreneurs, we were that one, right? So many of you women who know that you have bigger dreams than, than are represented in, in your day-to-day -day life, um, and you have these massive assets aspirations that maybe others won't understand or you have this innate feeling or, or knowing that you should start a business and write a book or you know start a sh podcast or whatever it may be <clears throat> it is put in you and it goes against the grain of what everyone says is the right thing to do which is you know go to school get a good education get a great job become a doctor lawyer you know whatever it may be and you, there's something in you that says that has been saying you you are meant for something different you are meant for more and you are meant to, to sort of go off the rails and into the across the desert and over the seas um you know to to be able to make that happen and so um, that's why I want to share um, some of the legacy of Jeff Wald and the lessons that I personally learned having a front row seat to his life and and phone calls from him nearly daily for years, um, nearly daily for years. And and if um, we weren't able to get on the phone together, it was an exchange of email, uh, not emails, but um, voicemails, you know, sort of tag your it. And um, till this day, I... I have not <laughs> deleted any of those uh, voicemails. They're funny, hilarious, um, F-bomb riddled voicemails, let me tell you. <clears throat> okay, so let's get into it. What What are some of the things um, that I learned about Jeff Wald that can help you on your journey as you pursue your dreams and you pursue um, these goals that you have that other people might think are just completely, you know, just out of this world? Um First and foremost, he, because he was a Jewish man, he was pro-underdog. So he was anti-oppression. He just wanted everybody to have the freedom to, to do what they wanted, to say what they wanted, to live how they wanted. He was a liberal. Some of you listening are like, oh my God, because we're in a time where, you know, it's really you know, Republicans versus Democrats and conservative, conservatives versus liberals. But he was a liberal in the most beautiful sense of the word, meaning he really believed in freedom. 
Um, and I think at the end of the day, uh, both sides of the spectrum really want freedom. And um, and so he was a liberal who really, really believed that people should be allowed to live their lives how they see fit. So although he was a straight, uh, you know, um, Jewish man in the entertainment industry, he was very, very, had a big heart for the gay community. He, um, he had a big, big heart for... Um, the black and Latino community. Um, and he dove into the hip hop industry. He dove in, he managed people like Paul Rodriguez, who actually spoke at the memorial this weekend. Um, he, he mentored uh, people like Russell Simmons. If you're familiar with that, you know, Kamora, Kamora Lee Simmons was married to him. He's a hip hop mogul. Um, There's just countless people. I can't even get into it. Will Smith, Sylvester Stallone that he managed, um, Mike Tyson. It, the list goes on and on and on, produced movies like Rocky. Um, in fact, if you have Netflix, there is a, a, a movie called I Am Woman um, that is the Helen Reddy story. That is actually his first wife, and he was her manager. And so he is essentially the antagonist or the villain in that story because it's the early years of when he was sort of rising in the entertainment industry and was married to Helen. And it was a very difficult marriage, a very tumultuous marriage that is now being spotlighted on Netflix. And um, it was in theaters. And I had the absolute honor of uh, being invited by Jeff and the family to go to Helen Reddy's home um, before, right before she passed away. Got to go to her home and screen the movie. So I got to see it with them the first time they were seeing it. Um, it was the uncut version. So there was still some edits that were going to be made. But I got to have that absolute honor of being able to screen it with legendary Helen Reddy. And um, and if you don't know who she is, you can Google her. But she sang a song called I Am Woman. And it was part of the um, the women's live movement and all of that. But um, she's definitely an icon in history, especially um, Australian and American history. But, um, you know, Jeff was her, her manager. And um, and so, you know, you could watch the movie I Am Woman and, and kind of gain some perspective of his early years that were very cocaine induced, as he would say. Um, but this man, I'm telling you, went on to um, become friends with presidents. Um, he was at the White House a lot. Um, and friends with all sides, you know, the Bushes. Um, there's pictures of him with, yes, Joe Biden in the early years, um, you know, when they were at the beach and swimming. And um, like I said, he didn't care about that. I think he just cared about, you know, principles and what the people stood for and um, very well connected, very well dialed in, but very down to earth. It was really, it's been really amazing um, to be able to even do this episode to talk about him because I often, um, I'm a very, I feel like humble person, you know, like I said, um, but he made me feel like family and he like I said he's a superstar so I'll I'll give you some lessons um that's kind of an intro to who Jeff is um oh I'll give you one little tidbit um story one little nugget that you're going to be like ah you heard it here first um he invited me to an event in Beverly Hills that I attended um I wanted to know well, what is this thing and he's like Rachel just just go this is the address and let's have dinner first and then we'll go and I said okay so I invited a friend with me and and so we go and well, what, would the, what was the event? The event was a private auction um, viewing uh, for Olivia Newton-John. If you're familiar with the movie Grease, um, Olivia Newton-John played Sandy in the movie Grease. And um, there I was at her private auction at Julian Auction um, Houses in Beverly Hills. And she had all the items from her career, especially Grease, like the, the leather jacket and so the, pa- the jumpsuit, the pants and like just all these different things, the script. It was just amazing that they had on display there um at the at Julian's auction house in Beverly Hills and 
I was sitting with Jeff the whole time and, and so many people were coming up to him and you're talking massive Hollywood, like royalty, heavy hitters, um, producers, directors, whatever were coming up and, and each and every one was coming up to shake his hand. It was like an interesting and sort of, I don't want to say Godfather moment, you know, because gosh, you know, they're all powerful in their own right and everything, but they were coming up and literally sharing one story after another story of how Jeff helped them um, navigate their careers or, you know, make money or make moves, whatever it was, you know, Jeff was somehow, <clears throat> excuse me, some way instrumental in everybody in the room's life, um, which was amazing. But the one that really stood out to me was Olivia and john And she came up to me and um, asked how I knew Jeff. And I told her the story. And she said, well, you know how I know Jeff? You know, she said, you want to know the story of how I became Sandy? And I was like, sure. And so she tells a story that uh, basically there was some other girl that was already cast as Sandy. I believe she was already filming. I believe they were already that far. They were in pre-production at least for um, for the movie. And he was on, Jeff was on set and saw the girl and said, nope, that's not Sandy. Um, I know who your Sandy is. And she is in Australia. And I guess, you know, people on the set were like, the directors, producers, whatever, were like, no, Sandy's an all-American girl. She's not an Australian girl. And he said, let me tell you right now, you're making a huge mistake. That's not Sandy. Sandy is in Australia. So they were like, uh, so he contacts this lovely young lady named Olivia Newton-John and says, get on a plane and get down here now, like, like fast, like 24 hours. So she was here, she landed, he takes her to the set and the rest is history. She reads or whatever, and she becomes Sandy as we know it today. Um, why? Because Jeff Wald had a vision. He saw it, he felt it, he knew it in his bones and in every cell of his body. And he, and he just made it happen. And that's going to be a common theme in this episode um, is is to shorten the runway between having the idea, feeling it in your bones and knowing and then taking action. So if there's one thing that I that kept on repeating itself, even at his memorial and even in the these these amazing places that I've been, you know, with him on this journey that I've been I was with him on um, is is that he had the thought and he just took action. And by the way, didn't really take no for an answer. And by the way, really went out of his way to convince people because sometimes as um, Paul Rodriguez did on stage this weekend, um, he's a, a Mexican comedian who was raised in Compton, California. And um, and if you just Google him, you know, Paul Rodriguez, he's amazing. And he was before George Lopez and kind of paved the way for that. Funny, funny guy. <clears throat> He was on stage and he was talking about how Jeff saw something in him that even he didn't see in him and that he was adamant about it and he was diligent about it and he was pushy um, because why? Because Jeff knew. Jeff knew this man could do X, Y, Z and I just need to get him to freaking do it. And But, you know, he'd use the F word and all that. And so what I'm getting at is, is that you have a knowing in you. You have a knowing that you're meant for more. You have a knowing that you can do more. You have a knowing. And you got to remember that just because you don't know how right now doesn't mean you can't. And that is something that Deneen on our team always says that I absolutely love. But, you know, it really resonates. It, it really is interwoven into the story of Jeff Wald because he had a belief and, and not for himself necessarily. He had a belief for others. And and what he did was he leveraged his friendships and Jeff made a statement to me that is really a motivator for this episode. And it, it was a statement that made me feel uncomfortable when I first heard it because I had never heard anybody actually blatantly say this. Um, but what he said was he never had a friendship that, you know, he didn't have, he never had a friend that he didn't make money with. And, and when he first told me this, it made me feel, cause I was friends with him at the time. It made me feel like, and we did a lot of business together. <laughs> it made me feel, 
feel some kind of way. And I think that that some kind of way was like, mm, so like if we, you and I weren't making money together, we wouldn't be friends. I mean, but here's the thing. I didn't ask him that. Um, because why? So often we have these thoughts, but we don't say, right, what we're thinking. And, you know, I just didn't want to, you know, rattle cages or whatever. And, and I wasn't 100% sure of what he meant by that. But as the years went on, and everybody in the room, by the way, this weekend, he did business with them on one level or another, and he was also friends with them. So the people in the room were his friends, but also he did business with them. It's really, really an interesting dynamic um, when you think about it, because how often um, when we're trying to pursue our dreams and we're trying to make things happen and build our businesses or even get the courage and, you know, to stay focused and to go after them and leap forward. Do we look around and realize, well, we have all these friends and we have family and whatever and associates, but, you know, they're not on the same wavelength as we are. And so it's easy to feel isolated and alone. And one thing about Jeff is that he put his dreams first. And I think he put his money way up there. Obviously, his family was all about that. But you know, his family was above all that. But the whole point of making the money and, and becoming great in his own life was so that he could provide a better life for his family. And so anyone else that was kind of under that bar, meaning who just wanted to be his friend, he assessed <laughs> the person and the situation and who their contacts were, what they did, how they made their money, how they, how, what their mindset was like. It was like a quick scan. It was like he just kind of knew. It's like he could instantly spot winners from losers. And not that other people were losers, but he just instantly could identify, hey, this person could play a role in my vision. And I think that that is a powerful thing to look at. If I look at my friendships um, since then, by the way, um, like, for example, you know, you guys all know I co-host a podcast, a relationship podcast with my friend Delia. And it is it is it is so fun. If you guys ever want to check that out, it's really taking off. We're getting national exposure on that show. It's called You Deserve Fresh Lettuce. And it's every Tuesday. And again, it's lots of fun. It's also on YouTube as well. If you want to kind of watch our facial expressions and see how we do present ourselves there. But like I've been friends with her for 12 years and um, and we always, you know, uh, shared a common did not the common denominator between her and I besides this like relationship and meeting kind of towards the end of our marriages and you know all of that stuff is you know we always had this mindset for greater and for more and for making moves and so we kind of aligned in that way and that's sort of our love language and our in our friendship is to basically motivate you know motivate each other to take bigger steps and in areas where she maybe shrinks down i i expand her out of her comfort zone and in areas where i shrink down she expands me out of my comfort zone and so it's really a wonderful yin and yang and it's a wonderful alliance and partnership and listen we're making money together and so when, you know, when Jeff said that to me at the time, I wasn't, you know, um, in business with Delia, but, um, but when I was, you know, um, hearing him say this, and as he over the time kind of explained the perspective of that, and I got to see his different friendships, I start, started to realize, oh my gosh, you know, that then turns into every phone call he got because I was in the car with him when he got phone calls and everything. So every phone call he got would be a great friend with great news about money. <laughs> 
And so you know how they say, you know, do that which you love and then it won't be, you'll never work a day in your life. I think that that was part of the strategy. I think that was part of the magic. And I think that was part of how he made that happen because, you know, the entertainment industry is grueling. And as much as he loved it and he thrived in it and that's where, that's what his forte was, I think what made it beautiful and what made it fun and what made it, what made him want to do it every day when he woke up in his 70s even is that he was doing it with people that he knew and loved these people that he called friend these people that he considered family and and it was really it's just now looking at it I go oh my gosh it's genius where when I first heard you know him say that it felt opportunistic it felt like maybe like you're using people you know it felt like okay you're just like leveraging you know you're monetizing your relationships you're monetizing your friendships and it just felt like it was an ugly place but again that was you know i'm i'm looking at things through the lens of my upbringing and and where my, my, my you know my history or maybe some ptsd of me feeling like i was used by people um because of the access i had or because of you know maybe be money or whatever, you know, we've all been used or betrayed in some level. And I realized it's all perspective. Um, because one of the things that he did um, in his process that I really admire now is that it wasn't selfish. Um, it could sound selfish and there are selfish motivations woven into it, but it wasn't entirely selfish because he identified ways for that individual to win. And one of the things that I've said in the in, in I think season one or two of Rachel Impact um, is if you ever need to make money like serious money or even a little bit of money, go figure out how to help someone else make their money. And that is really kind of encompasses his approach to this. Um, so he would surround himself with very talented people and he surrounded himself with very with people with very high potentials and they might have not even recognized that within themselves, by the way, but he recognized it and then he would have these ideas. Like if I put this person with this person, they're gonna do this deal and then I get a cut. And so it might feel selfish to have that third part of like, well, he gets a cut. But at the end of the day, you know, time is money in, in, a, in his world. And, and so at the end of the day, it's like, come on, let's go make money together. And yeah, of course, I'm going to get paid. And what ends up happening is that it removes because ladies, let's face it, um, men have kind of figured this part out. And women, I think we're a little more uncomfortable with asking for the money, right? It's like we're do-gooders and we, we're people pleasers and, and uh, to a fault oftentimes. And we want to do things and, and show our intelligence and show our value. And oftentimes as women, we do more than the, any man in the room will do in order to shine and stand out or get noticed or get the... Um, you know, get credit or whatever it might be. And then, and then subconscious secretly, we're hoping that those people in the room do the right thing and pay us what we're worth. And that's just not how it works. Okay. That's just not how it works. And it's like, assume the sale. It's like, go in there and you know, this is what I do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is who I'm going to do it with. And this is what it's going to cost, you know, and to be able to get comfortable with that. And so I can tell you that spending time with Jeff and, and doing business with him and um, not only him connecting me with people in his sphere, but me connecting people, him with people in my sphere, um, there was this beautiful thing that I got to see where he's like, all right, well, what's your price? And it's like, he's like, know your price. You know, if you're thinking about doing, you know, putting me with this person, you should already have an idea 
of, of what you're going to get out of it. And it was like, oh, and so I've learned over time that when I connect people or whatever, I don't always know what I'm going to get out of it, but I'm always aware that I'm going to win because of it. And so I'm not going to sit back and go, well, I hope that they think of me when I help them win. No, 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 no. That's weakness. And that's not how business people operate. And so I think, you know, this episode, if you get something out of it, it's like, to look around your social network, we've talked about this in other episodes, you know, who you surround yourself with. And there's plenty of books that mention, you know, you're the sum of the five people, the last five people that you were texting. And obviously, I know that there's a lack in 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 the realm of women entrepreneurship, you know, forming networks. And so that's why we created the CEO project, right? And to be able to have a community of like-minded women that you can sort of be a part of every day and, and recharge yourself, even if you dive into the community just once a day for an hour, to collaborate and connect and, and to absorb information and that energy um, and that momentum, and then to sort of pop out and get to work and, and make your moves. But beyond that, to be able to learn from someone like Jeff Wald, who says, you know, it's just money. The money will show up. Don't worry. You know, go for it. But go for it with people that you that you enjoy doing business with. Um, you know, look at your friends groups. Are there is there people that they know that can help your business? Are there people that they know that can help you grow and develop as a person? Start to collect on those friendships. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but you know, think of a way that it'll benefit them as well. <clears throat> for them to get you the connection. But if they're your friends, they're going to want you to win anyways. And they're going to say, sure. But you know, you need to say, hey, I, I, I remember you mentioning that you were friends with your husband worked with the woman named Susan and Susan, you know, is on the board of the whatever, whatever hospital. And, you know, I'm looking to, you know, get my, you know, blah, blah, blah degree or not degree, but, you know, I'm looking to, you know, sell, you know, machines to the hospital. You know, maybe you can coordinate a lunch with us or a coffee with us or a Zoom with us. Like, you know, ask for it, ask for the access. And and over time, once you set the intention, by the way, um, what I have learned, and um, he does this all the time, but once you put kind of your intentions out there, you, and it, by the way, you put the intentions out there around the right kind of people, all of a sudden people go, oh, I know a person who could do that. I know a woman that could do that. I know a guy that does that. And you will be surprised at the amount of momentum that catches on from you setting the intention and declaring it. It's not enough, you know, these days to just sit there quietly with your dreams and living in your head. If you're doing that because you're believing in things like the evil eye and you're believing in all this kind of superstitious stuff that people are out to get you, you know, you're not, you're going to be so afraid of failing that you're not going to go for the win. And so, you know, be be intentional, be unapologetic, be matter of fact, be fun, you know, and, and let them know that, you know, let it be known in your actions that when you win, the people around you win. And I don't mean, oh, when I make money, I'm going to bring my best friend and her cousin, you know, on a private jet, you know, and they just don't even do anything with their own lives. I'm not talking about that at all. It's like collaboration. Like if you connect me with this person and this deal comes out of it, man, I'm going to get you, you know, tickets to the Hollywood Bowl or, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe that person's going to get a cut, a percentage of the deal for the lifetime of the deal. Start thinking strategically and start thinking in terms of how it will benefit the other person. Because energetically, it's not about just taking, 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 but where's the give? 
and it feels great to give, right? So anytime you approach life and, and, and these dreams that you have, obviously you want to be a part of like communities like the CEO community. But as you're looking around your own local community, you, 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 there is a selfish element to be able to go, okay, I have this vision, I have this goal and I'm going, I'm determined to reach it, but who are the players that are going to help me get there? And then it's just about really recognizing who those people are and then really sort of putting some kind of concept in place, whether you have to prey on it or whatever it might be, of how then you could be of value to that person too. So this is an even exchange. And, and by the way, when you create these exchanges within your sphere and in your community, it's like this ecosystem. You start to build this amazing web and network um, that is so powerful that you have no idea how far and vast this web will will spread. And next thing you know, you're gonna have access to amazing people like I've had the blessing uh, and the honor to have access to a man like Jeff Wald. At some point in my journey of saying, yes, I'll help you with this project, getting put onto this project is where I met Jeff Wald. I said yes to a project that I wasn't gonna make money to be a part of, eventually I did make some money, um, but you know, I went in to help others, I, I, you know, to help a friend and I told her, sure, I'll help you with this project. And a bunch of us came together to collaborate and he was one of those people. And then he and I became fast friends and, and he saw obviously potential in me and he saw all the people that I had access to. And he was like, huh, you have access to these people. I have access to those people. Let's go. Let's have lunch. Then let's have dinner. Then, hey, meet my wife. Hey, meet my daughter. Then, hey, and then I was like, meet my sons. You know, here's my mom. Like, now we're family. And now let's go. Let's, and now we're on the phone every day because we're trying to figure out how we can help each other win. Oh, my goodness. I miss dearly this man named Jeff Wald. I am just a regular woman from Southern California. I say that with humility. I tell you, I, I don't want to play small. He used to get on me all the time saying I thought too small about myself and I played too small, but it's just because I recognize this superstar of a giant that he was. And I'm just so um, honored and blessed to have been a, a, a speck of glitter in his in his uh, atmosphere and um, in his galaxy because it, it has been in a wonderful whirlwind. And, and I've gotten to know many people in the industry and that are super, super powers, um, but none like this man, Jeff Wald, who really just leaned in. So again, when you're thinking about your journey, um, you know, your entrepreneurial journey, you're thinking about your dreams. Just remember this man picked up the phone until someone told him yes. This man networked and connected and, and saw, you know, things in people that they didn't see in themselves. And and he leveraged that and he pushed people sometimes. And at the end of the day, he's like, look, I need you to win because I'm going to win when you win. And sometimes he had to just be so straight out like that. And um, I know as women, it's harder for us to be that way, but we can be like that with each other. And if you can just start to see with other women in your network as not perfect, listen, there's going to be women that have all kinds of weird, quirky habits and mindset issues and everything. But this is like, is there value? Is there some kind of value that they add to your goal, to your vision? And, um, and in that, can you ensure that they will also win when you win? It's that simple. So I'm here to tell you on behalf of Jeff Wald, dare to dream. 
dare to dream. This man entered the, the boxing arena with uh, champion fighters like Mike Tyson. He entered the film and entertainment industry with, um, you know, all, huge stars like Sylvester Stallone and Will Smith in television. He entered the hip-hop music industry with, with superpowers and moguls like Russell Simmons and beyond. I mean, the list is so vast. The comedy industry with people like Paul Rodriguez, um, Gosh, the music industry with Helen Helen Reddy and um, Reddy and just so many other musicians. I can't even. The list is so insane. Let's just put it this way: Barbara Streisand is his daughter's godmother. She cut the cord when his daughter was born. So, dare to dream. At the end of the day, he said, "All these people are just people." But you know, at the end of the day, they were in his sphere because he was able to help them win. And in their him helping them win, he won. He won. And I'm here to share that with you so that you understand there's people all around you that can help you win and if you can just figure out how to help them win. See you on the other side. See you at the CEO community. Check out rachelmedina.com. Follow me on social at rachelmedina101. Take care.